Hello, my friends. This is Andy coming live from Orange County, California, and I am so happy to be here on this Wednesday night and <laughs> going to bring you some uh, uh, some news from last night's uh, school board meeting. It was quite exciting. <laughs> if you weren't there, so sorry, I didn't mean to cough right there on the mic. If you uh, weren't there, uh, you missed a very, very good night. Um, good times were had by all. Um, we're going to be talking about a few things here. Uh, I just want to uh, give you um, a couple things that you can go to get StreamYard.live. You can go there to get the platform that I'm using to go live. If you guys have seen um, the videos that I do actually from the school board room, uh, I use this tool called StreamYard. It's very inexpensive. If you want to start your own show, if you want to uh, also uh, alert uh, your audience, whoever that may be, if you have a, a group of uh, parents that you are, um, you know, associate with, or maybe even as um, a church uh, group uh, within the Orange County area or this specific area, which is the, the Yorba Linda Placentia School District. If um, you want to do something like this, uh, that was this would be a platform I would recommend that you get, and that's uh, StreamYard, and uh, and 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 begin to use that it, because it'll it'll be a, you'll be able to allow it'll allow you to do the things that I'm going to do tonight and that's going to share my screen play some videos so you can see some of the things that went on last night and see some of the issues that um uh two of the good school board members that we have we only have two uh and that is Elandra Blades and Sean Youngblood who brought up some very important um issues I'm sorry I got that cat behind me <laughs> <laughs> who decided to wait until I went live. Uh, for some reason, he, he likes to sit right back there on that, uh, on that space. If I try to pull him down, he'll knock down everything. All right. <clears throat> so I just want to come on. Even I'm not sure why I got this cough all of a sudden. So one thing I want to talk about is that um, we got these school board members, right? And um uh, and I, and I said this before, and I mean, just in case you're watching this for the very first time, um, I, like many of you, have, um, I guess over the years, really not paid that much attention to the school board, right? We, we have the opportunity to to vote every uh, every few years or so on uh, the school board, and if you're anything like me, there's a couple of those, uh, again, I'm talking about five or six years ago, maybe less, that, um, you know, those categories of like, um, you know, water person <laughs> um, uh, and maybe even some judges and things like that. And I, and I can't think of any of the, of the, the more minor, what appeared to be minor and they're not minor, right? They appeared to be minor. Uh, the school board was one of those where I would look at and I would never really take the time to look and see who was running for school board, who, you know, the schools were, at least I thought were running. Okay. You know, my kids were going to school, they were learning some stuff and I did not realize that they were being indoctr indoctrinated at the time. Uh, and this has been going on much longer than just what was exposed during the the, the COVID. Um, it's just that we discovered it during COVID, most of the stuff that's going on and, and most of the um, shenanigans that was being done in our schools that we were, as parents, totally unaware of. And so, again, like many of you, I would see incumbent or I would look and see, well, this person's a businesswoman or a businessman or, you know, something that I thought, well, you can trust a businessman, right? You can trust 
you know, an incumbent, if they've been in it since 1984, like uh, one of our school board members has been, uh, Karen, uh, I don't know why her name is escaping me right now. Hold on. <laughs> Karen, uh, Karen, Karen Freeman. Karen Freeman, it says here, since 1989, when, when she was first elected, 1989. Now, somebody that's been around in the school board since 1989, something's going on. You know, now I realize that. Why have you been around for so long? What is it that's, uh, what is it that, that's keeping you doing this? There's got to be something. I don't know what that is, but I tend to find out. Uh, and then we have uh, Carrie Buck. She's been doing it. She, she was first elected in 2010. Now, that's not that long, really, I guess, uh, 12 years or so, um, 11 years. Um, but again, uh, there's something there's something going on. And I, I'm not sure what it is because they keep protecting many of these um, companies that charge tens of thousands of dollars. And they're so reluctant to move away from them, find another company, um, change out. And I get into a little bit more than that. But um, uh, I just want to address this uh, uh, aspect of electing the school board members um of course, if you're watching this, you are involved. I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that if you're watching this, you want to know what happened last night, or maybe you were there last night and you just want to hear maybe what I've learned since last night and and uh, learn about some of the stuff that uh, I get some intel sometimes uh, between a school board meeting and the time I do these shows. And so you are involved. It's it's probably the people that aren't watching uh, that we have to be concerned about, and somehow we have to get them involved. So if you have parents that you hang out with at the park, maybe you do, um, you know, you know, hang, you hang out with their kid and, uh, you know, somebody, you know, somebody else's kid and your kid at, you know, a park or at uh, Chuck E. Cheese down the street here on Imperial Highway or what have you, is that when you have these opportunities and you ask them, hey, were you at the scoreboard meeting? Uh, no, you know what? I've never gone to school board meeting. You know, you should, because that is where we're learning about X, Y and Z. Uh, maybe Newzella or um, uh, what's the other one here? Uh, Nearpod, which I would be talking about, or uh, Scholar Systems and this guy that they want to hire uh, to speak at an assembly for $60,000 for one assembly. Um, and you're going to say, listen, we learned these things um, at the last school board meeting that we had no idea that was going on. And you know what? We would not have learned about them if it was not for school board member Leander Blades and Sean Youngblood that we never would have heard about these things because they take the time to research and bring them out to the surface so we can see them. And this is an opportunity for you at the park, at Chuck E. Cheese, at you know, um, Corner Bakery at uh, Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf, uh, what have you, where you see a parent and say, hey, you know what? I didn't see you at the last school board meeting. You should come and you should be a part of this. So I'm just encouraging you that if you're watching this, you are obviously are already involved. And now we need to bring more people. Uh, we had a, a large group at uh, at, at yesterday's um uh, event, which was encouraging, uh, but we need, we need people sitting outside. We need people, uh, for when we get, when some of us that are inside get kicked out, that somebody will come in and take our place. Uh, we cannot allow these tyrants, this, uh, um, uh, Karen, uh, Freeman and Carrie Buck, and in some cases, Marilyn Anderson, uh, to not allow our voices to be heard and to allow what it is that we, um, uh, expect from these 
um, school board members that we elected that we don't allow them to do the things that we don't want them to do. And it, it, it takes us being there and it, it takes people like um, Leandra and Sean to be on the board in order for some of the stuff to get done. So that's my first bit of encouragement is that we have more work to be done. Uh, there is simply not enough people involved. Um, Amy Feltz, nice to see you from Texas. Uh, I was going to go in and talk about people in other states that may be watching, but Amy, thanks for watching. Uh, Char uh, is definitely down here in Yorba Linda. We, I see her post and her joining us and being a part of what it is we're doing. So uh, thankful to Char for being involved. All right. So I'm going to play uh, just one of the uh, parents who stood up and signed up to speak before the school board. And the, the I don't know how many people were in that room. If anybody knows how many people were in that room or can I have a guess, uh, I, I, I've I'm not sure exactly. I really didn't. I was sitting in the front row, so I really didn't look back that often to see how many people were back there. But I'm guessing somewhere in the neighborhood of 60, 70, maybe 80 people were in that room. Uh, I don't know that there were that many people out in the foyer that didn't get in, uh, but we had a pretty full house. Many of the people that were there were also people that work in the district and have a, have some role in the school system or school district here in Placentia, you're in a school district. So um, I'm not sure the number of parents, but uh, it was a pretty good number. It filled the room and most of the people were, I would say the, the majority were from a conservative uh, position, um, you know, as far as if you were to look at them from a conservative, conservative liberal aspect that I would say there was a, a, a larger number of conservative um uh, conservative representation at the school board meeting last night. So I'm going to play this now. It's hard to hear. I'm recording this live last night on my phone, but I do want to bring this one parent in and, um, and I will try to go over some of the stuff she talked about, which I think is really important to discuss before we go on to some of the stuff that happened later on. But there were a lot of great speakers. So uh, I just want you to know that uh, there were many, I think last night was probably the best overall batch of parents since I've been recording and going to the school board that we've had um, since I've been going. So there were about 34, I think it is 34 speakers. I think two people were for masking and were for, you know, um, vaccines and were for CRT and LGBTQ, maybe three speakers uh, were in the four and the other 31 um, were essentially saying, um, no, not uh, we don't um, we uh, don't consent uh, to uh, mandates. We don't consent to our children being masked and we want to have the choice. We, we, we don't, we're not maybe we're not um, um, uh, anti-vaxxers. Maybe we're not anti anti-mask. What we're saying is that we want to have the choice. We will choose whether you will not choose if we mask our children. We will choose if, our, if we mask our children and we will choose if we vaccinate our children. And so this is the reason um, that we uh, were there last night was to encourage the school board and the school district to 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 go against the recommendations go against what they're saying are, are either mandates or guidelines that they're not laws. Uh, they're simply mandates, guidelines and recommendations, which, again, is not a law. And they can go against them. Now, I know that El Sasser has emailed me back. And the only time he's ever emailed me back, by the way, was to say, well, the attorneys told us that we have to mask our kids. Well, who are the attorneys, by the way? Um, uh, that is what he told me. And the school and the um, Orange County Board of Supervisors meeting earlier in the day yesterday that I was at also said that it's not us telling uh, the school districts they have to mask children. It is up to the school districts. But then the school district comes back and tells us, well, it's the uh, Orange County Board of Supervisors 
supervisors are telling us that we have to mask the children. So you have them saying they're not doing it, and they're saying that it's on the it's on the other guy, and we're we're getting the 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 runaround. Uh, and again, even if they were saying that it's mandated or that's a guideline or what have you, it is not a law. Now they said, well, we're going to get fined a thousand dollars. I, I will pay the thousand dollars. I talked to several president uh, uh, parents. We will pay that thousand dollars if we can have the choice to mask our kids or not. So if you're only concerned about the thousand dollars, you have no problem spending sixty thousand dollars on a on a on a on a on somebody who hates police to come in and speak to our children at an assembly for one assembly. They have no problem paying $60,000 for that, but their big comeback as to why they don't go against the guideline or against the mandate is because El Sasser told one of the parents it's because they're going to fine us a thousand dollars. The school, <laughs> the school district again, can pay $60,000, but it can't pay a thousand dollars for a penalty for going against the guidelines. That was the big uh, comeback. And then with me again, it was, well, the attorneys told us we have to do it. Well, go against it. Say, well, okay, thank you for your advice, attorneys, but we care more about the health of the children and we care more about our parents and we, we want to give the power back to the parents as to deciding whether their kids should be masked or not. And so we are going to go against your mandate and bring it on and, and we'll take on whatever it is that you bring on. I know that our church has done that. Calvary Chapel Chino Hills in uh, Chino Hills has, uh, has not masked, has opened since May uh, of 2020. Uh, tens of thousands of people attend that church every week, not, not masking, no social distancing. The children are all in classrooms, no masks, no social distancing, no plexiglasses. They all sit together in a circle and they learn. And we've had no, no breakouts, no children die, anything like that. So here, I'm going to play this video. Got to mute my mic for a second. So you'll have silence for a second and then we'll play the video again. I understand that the sound is not going to be that great, but do, you may have to turn up the volume uh, once the video starts playing. And then when I come back on, make sure to turn it down because I don't want to blow your ears out because I know my mic is, uh, is very loud. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to mute my mic first. Hello, my name is Karen Fisher. I'm the mom of six kids ages nine to 18. Um, I'm an immigrant to this country, and I'm a first-generation partaker in the American dream. I fled high crime and corruption. And I know what corruption looks like, and you should be ashamed of yourselves, because I'm looking at it right now. is corruption, and you should be ashamed of yourselves. My kids don't belong to this state, and they are not for sale. I will not be coerced into accepting the dangerous and fictional mandates and curriculum that you are proposing. I do not consent to vaccine mandates, and I do not, and I oppose the proposed critical race theory. We as parents are all here because we're on to you, and I'm telling you that it's not going to end well for all of you. You're not following the science, you're following the money. Yeah. The American dream is dying, it's because of the actions of people like you, and it's going to be a legacy that's going to be on your heads. So again, one of my favorite, one of my reasons why I brought this up was she covered it all, right? She covered uh, that number one, she has six kids in the, and I think most of them in her school district, if not all of them, uh, she's an immigrant. She also spoke at the, 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 um, 
Orange County Board of Supervisors earlier in the day, too. She spoke at that one, had a very similar message for them, and then came down to the school board and had that that message the last night. Uh, she discussed, again, the corruption uh, of what's happening here, that they're not listening to the parents, that they're not reading the curriculums that are being put out by these uh, websites that the teachers are being um, probably mandated to use on a certain level, if not, um, if not um, they're voluntarily using it. But I think for the most part, they're telling the teachers they have to use these programs and they're not reading them first. They're not going through them. They're not seeing what, what it is that's being taught to our children through those uh, online programs. Um, she explained that the kids belong to us as the parents. They do not belong to the school. They do not belong to the government. They do not belong to the county. And I thought that was an important thing that she brought up. And, uh, and the most important thing that I love that she says is that you are not following the science. When I got up and spoke, that's the same thing I told them is that they are not following the science. I have sent them uh, articles and studies that show that masks do not protect our children, that if it, they even do on a minuscule level, that the, the harm to the children is far greater than the minuscule benefit that the kids may get on some level, whatever that level is. They have not been able to identify that level, but they they're they're often throwing that into just in case there might be <laughs> there might be something that keeps it. Maybe it keeps their face from, um, you know, uh, from, keeps them from eating paste. Maybe that's what it keeps them from doing. But other than that, uh, every study that I've read in regard to the mask all the way back to 2000. Well, not all the way back, but down back to 2016 before the pandemic. I think that's a really important study that said that these paper masks. And again, we're talking about paper masks and, and cloth masks that most children wearing, not the the N95s or not like the full facial mask that also has a gown and, a, and a, you know, that we used to wear. And when I was with the police department at Anaheim Police Department, uh, whenever we thought that there was going to be a, some type of chemical attack, we were we were trained how to use an entire body um, suit that would be covered with us with a shield on it and oxygen tanks and that kind of stuff. Those are the things that work against a virus, not the paper mask, not the cloth, cloth mask. And so when she I love when she said you're not following the science, that is absolutely correct. I have asked them to send me uh, the science that they're following. I have asked the Orange County supervisors to send me the science that they're following. I've asked the, the, the school board in the district to send me the science that tells them that they're supposed to send to, they're supposed to be masking our children. I have never, never, not in a year. This has been gone, going on for over a year. I have never received any study from any of these fools that says that they should be masking our children. They're just saying, well, we're just being told that we're supposed to do it. And so we're doing it. That is not a good answer for people that are responsible for the care and safety of our children. Just because somebody says it doesn't mean that it, it has to be followed. Again, these are guidelines. These are mandates. These are things that are, are not law that you should be looking into. Okay. We got this recommendation. Now, Show me why you're recommending this. Show me the science behind why you're recommending this. Show me the study behind why you're recommending this. And yet I have received nothing in regard to uh, what it is. <laughs> Amy Feld says the masks prevent gnats from flying up your nose. That's about it. Um, uh, but... <laughs> I didn't think about that one. Dang it. I wish I would have thought about that one. So I really love what this uh, this parent had to say. Now, again, I'm telling you, there were a lot of other parents that had really good um, um, uh, subjects to bring up. Uh, I'm going to show you a shot here really quick as soon as I find um, the count of where that's at. It's at uh, 2430. So at 2430, I just want to show you the crowd just so you can see it um, really quick here. Hold on. Yeah, here we go. 
So let me let me just show you this really quick. I'm going to mute it just so you can see because there's a lot of there's people yelling and screaming. This is one of the first times uh, here. I'll just bring it up like this. This is one of the first times that we got yelled at. And so they took a, a recess. So I'm talking to the camera. You don't need to hear what I'm saying there. All I'm saying is like, hey, you know, they, they told us that um, that, uh, you know, they were going to pause the meeting because some people were, were were very upset because they were being treated like children. So there's the crowd. There we go. So there's the crowd that's there. So it's a pretty good crowd. These are all parents. Some of these people are my neighbors. Some of these people I've seen at the gym. Some of these people are friends of mine. And so there's a lot of people. That lady that's standing up, if you can see her right there, she's really letting everybody have it with information and telling them to stay strong and not to give in to the tyrants that are sitting up there. And so, and there's a guy coming back. There's a mask guy. I had to speak after that guy over there on the right in the green shirt. He shows up, but look at other people with no masks. And so I wanted to show you that uh, this for a reason, the, the, the large number of people there is because when I got up and spoke, uh, one of the things that I thought was important to point out is that the, the, the people that are the least vulnerable in our state, in our world, the, the people, the, the, the demographic that's the least vulnerable to this virus are healthy children. Now, I would venture to say that most of the children that are in school are what you would say are healthy children. They're the least vulnerable out of all the population. Now, if your child is vulnerable, if they are going through cancer treatment, if they are, you know, um, uh, you know, obese, if they have um, some type of um, pre-existing condition that, you know, that, that falls under um, the the uh, the heading, you know, of, uh, you know, uh, somebody that's, uh, you know, dangerously uh, can be dangerously affected if they get COVID. I'm not sure why the name is escaping me right now, uh, but uh, the vulnerable, um, then you keep them home. Then they wear a mask, then whatever it is, you do whatever you want to do. But the, the least vulnerable are the ones that we are, we have mandated the mask for the people that are the least vulnerable are the children and they're the ones wearing the mask look it out in this audience these are the most vulnerable how many they get the choice they chose not to wear masks there are three people in this audience three people in this audience who are wearing masks and i think there's two of the union of course the union representatives are all wearing masks right <laughs> As soon as they get outside or they go to a restaurant, you know, they're not wearing those masks. You know, as soon as they go to the gym or I, well, the, the two that were there definitely don't go to the gym, but uh, they, they probably go to whatever. They, they go to the donut shop. And so they go to the donut shop. I'm telling you, they're not wearing a mask. They have to wear a mask because they have to be part of the charade of the mask. And so do the other people that are in this room I'm, that are wearing masks. They are just part of the charade. But you can see people from every age group that are there, not masked, all sitting together, yelling and booing and, and doing whatever they're doing. And then you look at the school board members and the district and they're not wearing masks. And some of these people are far more vulnerable than, than we, than, than others, right? They're, they're older. They're in the, the their seventies and eighties. And I would venture to say there might've been a couple of 90 year olds and they weren't married wearing masks. So why is it that they are mandating children who are healthy and the least vulnerable to wear masks? It makes no sense. Again, show me the science where this needs to be done. Um, I had a friend, I guess it's, a, it's somebody that I've trained in the past for uh, dog training. She said that she's got a PhD and all this other kind of stuff. And she says, I, I want to have a discussion with you to tell you why it is we all need to wear masks. Well, you can, but I'm telling you, even if you were to come up with something, let's just say that the masks stop 
you know, whatever percentage, 30%, whatever it is. Again, we, the, even at that level, which is not happening, by the way, I'm just doing that as there's a number, is that we're still masking the least vulnerable children of people, and that's children who the mass are harming because they're in the early stages of, of, of friendships and, and interaction and reading, uh, you know, what the teacher's doing by their face and their lip movement and learning how to sound words, right? And we're masking the teachers and the children and they, they can't talk to you. We're losing such a huge part of what should be part of the school. And that is interaction, talking to one another, facial expressions, learning how to get along with others, how, learning how to play well together. All these things can be done much better. Now, I understand they're not wearing masks outside, but they do play inside. They do talk to each other inside. They do do things together inside. They do have interaction with the, with the teachers. So uh, why this is happening just makes absolutely no sense. So even the, the friend who says that they have some information, which again, I don't know why they have the information uh, and nobody else does on the planet. So I, I'm waiting to hear what that is. I've, I've asked her to, 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 to feel free to, to let me know what that is. And I've yet to receive it, but whatever that is, is um, so far escaping me. Nobody's ever sent me anything. And I've asked on all the shows that I do, I've asked the professionals to share with me. The only thing I've got from professionals is that the masks don't work. That's all I've got. All right. So I just want to move on to, um, uh, uh, oh gosh, already 25 minutes in. All right. So I need to hurry up because I want to get to these other things really quick and I don't want to go on too long. But uh, later on, and so the, the, the parental, uh, the parents, not parental, uh, the, the parents who spoke and the, the citizens and the community who are not parents, some of them were probably grandparents. One of them was a retired teacher who came in and said, this is crazy what you guys are doing. Again, CRT was brought up, critical race theory um, and sex education was brought up. I think a, a pastor brought that up if i'm not mistaken um and um of course masking and vaccinations all these things were discussed by the parents they did a fantastic job uh and that was all great all right so then they take a break this was a, an actual break that they'd usually take they came back and now they discuss the budgets and those types of things that they're looking into and what they're they're planning on paying for and um they have to get approval uh, from the board to go forward with paying um, and accepting them and some other subjects. And, and there was another budget thing that some guys talked to, which is completely whacked. As a matter of fact, the budget was kind of blown up because, uh, um, as a matter of fact, I got to say that, uh, uh, what's her name again? I'm so sorry. I forget everybody's name is Marilyn, Marilyn Anderson, who's a little bit of a, not a little bit, a lot of a wobbler, uh, who we thought was going to be a conservative is, is not, is it, it depends. Um, and uh, she actually brought up this. She did the math and the math wasn't adding up. Um, and so that was good. And so, again, these people can just come up. These people that are they come up and give these PowerPoint presentations and talk about where the money's going. And it had to do with um, the space. Like, a, like the pool for um, uh, the swim meets over at El Dorado and water polo that they rent that out to like Irvine University or something like that. And they come over and use it and then they pay the school. And it had to do with how much they charge for um, an outside entity to use these locations like the theater and the pool and, you know, stadium and that kind of stuff and how much the district makes. And, um, and, and rightfully so, Marilyn went through the budget and said, this doesn't make sense. I added the numbers together and it doesn't add up to what it is you're saying, who, who did this? And so the, uh, of course, then the word, uh, uh, the, the, the word salad comes out of the people's mouth. They, well, well, you know, we got this thing and the other thing and then that thing. And, the, and then we doubled down and did this and that. And they go, no, that makes no sense.
sense. And, and the parents are going, what is he talking about? That's not true. And th these people think they're talking to a bunch of idiots. They don't realize in the audience, we have attorneys, we have accountants, we have business owners, we have people that, that are doctors and, and teachers that you cannot throw out a, a word salad and, and think that you're getting one over uh, some of the people that are in the audience. You can hear the people going, no, that's not how you do a budget. That's not how you add those things together. That's not how you do this. this and, and, and at one point he says, well, it took us over a year to put this budget together. A year? A year? What? <laughs> how does it take you a year? How, do, how does it take you a year with a team of people? With a team of people. Well, it's not that easy. We got to take the, the one and, and, and carry the two. And, and, and bring, what? And I asked somebody, are they using the abacus to put all this together? I said, we know you. we have programs to do that, right? You have QuickBooks, you, right? I'm sure they have other some, some other program that the schools use, but I'm just saying uh, that's the one I know, right? You could use something, uh, you know, to do all the calculations for you. All you do is put in the numbers and you hit the button and it'll calculate most of it for you. Years. It took them years to put something together that was entirely wrong. All right. So then we, <laughs> so sorry, I went on to another um, uh, uh, thing there. All right. So um, to get to the meat of the matter, these online programs, this, uh, I'm going to share my screen here as I do it. And so you can see what's going on here. And I, and I'm, I'll put the links in the comments. Um, yeah, Char, <laughs> you're right. I thought they said they hired an outside consulting group. They, it, again, they could have. I was so lost. In the th I mean, again, they go into a word salad. Now, it is possible they said they hired an outside consulting group, but they, oh, there was some stuff that they did too where they he said, remember the guy said, well, I visited all these locations and then we took these things into consideration. And uh, and then Leandra said, well, how come, how come this one location is charging $40 an hour and we're charging $120. I, I, these numbers aren't correct, but they're again, the, 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 um, the discrepancy is about what I'm telling you with something like $48 an hour at one location. And we're charging like $120 an hour. And, and yet we're doing, you know, X, Y, and Z, like the discrepancy between two locations for the same thing just seemed to be too great. Like who's doing, who's doing the research on what it is that we're supposed to be charging. And again, they could have been using an outside group like Shara was saying. Um, but again, I don't know uh, how much tax money was spent on the expert consultants who did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who did the math that they got all wrong. I don't know. Uh, maybe that was the part that got taken out. Maybe that was why it was off because that was what they charged um, uh, for doing the, the hard work that it took a year to do. All right. So um, then we get into the discussion of all these online programs. Now, what I think is interesting is that all of us that are probably watching this, not maybe the younger parents that are in their 20s and early 30s, maybe not. Uh, but some of us, you know, I'm, I'm happen to be just a little bit older. But in our 40s and 50s, you know, we had a teacher and sometimes we had a teacher assistant and maybe they had the, the little plastic, you know, little clear sheets that they put on the overhead projector. <laughs> and a black pencil where they <laughs> circled things, right? And they had a white piece of paper over the part they didn't want us to see yet. And then when they wanted us to see it, they pull away that white piece of paper. Yes, we are. they were able to teach us using an overhead projector with a clear plastic thing with, with stuff written on it and a white piece of paper covering up the answers. Yes, we, that, that was the extent of our online training uh, that we needed to learn to do what it is we do. Somehow, we've been able to build buildings. We've been able to build bridges. We've been able to create computers. Some of us went on to be neurosurgeons. Some of us went on to be um, uh, 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 
spacemen. <laughs> I was trying to think of, uh, uh, you know, uh, brain surgeons and, and rocket builders. And somehow we were able to do that. And we were taught with an overhead projector. I don't know what it is that we need all these online training programs. What is it that, it, what is going on in these schools? Um, it, haven't they had enough of online training? Haven't they had enough of the Zoom? Um, and they're bringing in these programs. And again, I'm going to share my screen here. I know I said I was going to do that before. Here we go. So I'm going to share my screen. And um, let's see. Yes, I think this is the right window here. And so we have uh, this Newzella. And, and I want to be careful here. Uh, Hedy and I, my wife, Hedia, uh, and I were talking earlier and we want to be careful. And she encouraged me to make sure that we're careful about when we're talking about light, Black Lives Matter. It's not when we talk negatively um, and I talk negatively about Black Lives Matter. It's not that I don't think Black Lives Matter because brown lives matter, blue lives matter in, in regard to police, red lives matter in regard to not Indians, but of, <laughs> of, uh, of firemen and that kind of thing. Um, and, and that it's important to make sure that we have these distinctions to understand. I'm talking about the, the indoctrination of the corporation Black Lives Matter that has the idea that um, the nuclear family should be um, abolished, that police should be abolished, that ICE should be abolished, that um, um, that there's no longer men and women, boys and girls, that there's all these other things, that that's what I'm talking about when I'm discussing BLM or Black Lives Matter. I'm talking about the, the corporate side, the, 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 the organization that believes that all these things are are wrong and that there's 50 different genders, right? That's what we're talking about. And here we have Newzella, which was talked about. Uh, I don't think it was the last school board meeting, but the one before it, I, mean, I could be wrong on that. But this is what is on their website, Black Lives Matter, and they matter in the classroom. And um, I, I read most of this before, so I'm not going to bore you with it. But it's all the things that we don't want to hear as parents that telling us that our uh, children are either oppressed or they are oppressors. Right. There's, there's no in between when it comes to this type of rhetoric. And that is in the Newzella, which I guess is a popular online program that the teachers are using. And it's something like, I don't know, fifty thousand dollars a year that, the, that we're paying for this type of thing. And it was one of the things that we wanted to have voted down as parents at least uh, that was the consensus that i got from the from the one we're at so last night they were talking about near blog uh, or no i'm sorry Nearpod, Nearpod, uh and i'm on their blog so Nearpod is another one and here uh of course i found really quickly and it's easy to go that they have resources to celebrate pride in lgbtq plus history in the classroom and again it, it, is there a place for maybe uh, in, in some ways teaching this stuff at some point maybe in high school but right down here it says grades k through two Different types of family. That's a lesson plan for this uh, Nearpod. K kindergarten through second grade are learning about the different types of families. And um, and then fourth grade through 12, pronouns and gender identity. Now, listen to me. Uh, I am not... Um, I am not... Um, well, I don't even know how to use the, the words... Uh, you know, I, I'm not so blind and I'm not so mean. I'm not so whatever you want to say that I don't understand that these kind of things are going on from time to time. As a child, I grew up with an aunt who was living with a woman 
And and they always came over. And I and I go, well, how come uh, Joanne and uh, and her girlfriend or and her friend always are are together? And then as I went from you know two years old to five years old to ten years old, I mean they were very out in public. And so I knew from a very young age that there were um, lesbian couples, women living together, that kind of stuff. And they were very happy, and I loved them. I love them when they come over. So, and, and, and my daughter, who's my oldest daughter, who's 26, who's not in school, but the other five children are. I got kids in elementary school, Golden Elementary, and Tuffrey uh, as, as one child. And I got two children in, in um, El Dorado High School in the Placentia Urban School District. So, but my 26-year-old, she was friends with um, at least one person who was what they would call transgender, right? He had a different name. I'm not going to tell you what his name is, um, but he's now a she. And we went and do stuff together. So, I want you to know that I'm... I'm I, 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 you, you'll have this idea by me saying that this should not be taught to kindergartens, kindergartners and fourth graders. Um, but that's not what I take, have my kids go to school for. I have my kids going to school to learn how to read, write, do arithmetic, learn the history of this country. I don't have the, I don't, I, I, I can do that job. I did a great job with my daughter who was heterosexual who had friends that were homosexual or transgender. And we had many discussions about that. I had the discussions with them. I don't need the government to have these discussions with them. I had the discussions with them. I had the discussions with the kids that I have that, that, that are still in school. I don't need a teacher who I have no idea what her bent is on this whole thing that she's going to encourage. Right. You know, you, you, my talking to my son, you can be a girl and don't worry if you want to cut off your penis and become a woman, it's okay. You can do that. I, do I want them teaching that? No, but that's what some of the things that are going on in our school. And these are the things that are my responsibility, not their responsibility. But we have this happening here in this, this program, Nearpod, that has these resources for teachers to bring into the schools. Now, I'm going to get to a point that Leander brought up, and I'm going to get to it in one second. But I, I want to bring you these things first. I want to show you what they are. So that's Nearpod. So they have one on that. And this is Nearpod also, uh, again, discussing Black Lives Matter. Not that they don't matter, but they're talking about the corporation. They're talking about the issues that are in regard to that corporation who's telling us that the nuclear family should not exist, that cops should no longer exist, that they are racist, that there's systemic racism in police departments, which there's not. I've, if you've not seen my shows, I've gone through why that is not so and why it's impossible for that to happen. And um, here are the resources and all these other things that they were slavery reparations and why that's important. Um, and, and I can go on and on. And that's in this Nearpod um, company that they want to push down our throats and they wanted to pass it without us knowing what was in it. Uh, and then I want to come to this. Uh, oh, no, I'm going to come to that in one second. So that's Nearpod. There was another one, and I uh, somehow I must have skipped it. Sorry, there's one other program. Uh, let me see what it's called. Uh, hold on. I want to bring it to you. I'm going to, I'm going to put these links in here. So sorry. Here we go. So we got Nearpod. I'll drop this link in there. I'm going to just drop one of the links for Nearpod. There, you can find all this stuff very easily. So that Nearpod is in there. You should see it pop up in your comment section, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch. Uh, oh, I don't have Twitch on this one. I just I have just Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. All right. Uh, let me look at another one here. I want to find, I am so sorry. I had another program brought up here. Uh, I must have missed it somehow. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Newzella. Well, I'll put Newzella in there in case you didn't see it from the other show. I'll put this in the um, in the comments. Just click on those links. Hold on, I got to find out what that other one is. Mm-hmm. My resource sent me the uh, the names here. Uh, let's see. The program Edulastic. Here, I'll, I'll uh, put the name. You can just put .com on the end of it, and you can find it, Edulastic. And you will see, um, too, that they are doing very similar things. All right. So those programs are uh, were voted on. And this is where we first saw the kink in the armor. Not, well, at least last night. We already knew this about Marilyn Anderson, that she's, that she's a wobbler and is really not the person that we thought she was when we all supported her uh, here in Yorba Linda and, 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 and helped get her elected, that we thought that she would be more in line with uh, the parents that got her elected, uh, like Leandra and Sean Youngblood are. And she, um, although... Leandra and Sean voted against approving um, one of these programs. I'm not, I, I don't want to say the wrong one, but it was one of these programs. And of course, Carrie Buck and Karen Freeman voted for uh, these programs to, to be able to indoctrinate our kids online uh, without parents' knowledge. Uh, even though they say they have some types of uh, blockages in there or that they talked to the company and, and told them, don't do that to our kids. Really? You think that's going to happen? The teachers have access to it. They can find a way to get in that. Again, um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, but the, the, the teachers and whether we trust them or not. I'll get to that. I don't call me a teacher hater. I'm not a teacher hater. I love the teachers at Golden. I've had a great relationship with much many of the teachers there. Uh, same thing with Tuffrey and same thing with El Dorado. I've been very happy with the teachers that have been uh, involved with my te- with my children's education. Um, but uh, Marilyn um, voted for uh, the online program that everybody kind of went, what? The parents in the audience were a little bit shocked um, that she, after everything that was said, every, everything that was brought up, that she still voted for the indoctrination of our children uh, using these um, online programs. Now, I understand some aspect of it. They said, well, if we say no now, it'll still be taught. Again, I don't care. I don't care if the contract runs and runs out in six months. Let, it'll let it run out in six months. If we are stuck in a contract where it has to run for the rest of the school year, that, I, I, you know, what can we do? I don't know. There may be something. Maybe we can sue. Maybe we do other stuff. But I understand that. But still vote no for the future. We don't need this to continue. Indoctrination takes time sometimes. It takes years. It t- well, you know, some t- cases it may take a couple of weeks. It depends on how vulnerable the child is mentally to accept some of these ideas. But some children, it takes time and, and over and repeated exposure to the things that we think as parents are not good for our kids. The repeated exposure is what indoctrinates them. That indoctrination is the is the um, aspect of of uh, sometimes slowly teaching the children's a um, an ideal an ide- ideology. There you go, an ideology that is contradictory to what it is that we believe as, as conservative Christians or a conservative or even a, say, some liberals, right? Even some independents, um, that, that the indoctrination is, is communism or socialism or that all people are racist or cops are racist. That type, to, type of thing could take some time. So I understand that if we have a contract that can, will continue on for a couple months, but I don't want to renew it. We shouldn't be renewing it. We should be, in the meantime, looking for a replacement if we, abs- if we absolutely need uh, one of these online training programs. All right. So now for my my 
last uh, little bit of information here. Um, do they ever vote? No, not for the stuff. Definitely not for the stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's where, you know, early in this discussion that I was talking is that I, I wonder what's going on because they do sure fight hard for these companies that are getting tens of thousands of dollars. So now you're going to, now you're going to see my point. What I was talking about earlier that I was kind of dancing around is that what is going on? Why have, have they been around for so long? If we look at some of the democratic party, uh, such as, uh, the, the dudes that, that's in the white house, uh, and, uh, you know, Pelosi and, uh, Schumer, why are they billionaires, right? Or millionaires, if not billionaires, why are they millionaires? They've been in, they've, they've done nothing but, um, work for the government, why are they millionaires? How is it they are making their millions? I'm not saying that Karen Freeman is on the take. I'm not saying that Buck is on the take. I'm not saying that they're millionaires. I'm just wondering. I'm wondering why somebody would be on a school board since 1980, whatever it was, 1989. Since 1989. Why? Why? And why are you fighting so hard for these corporations, these companies for tens of thousands of dollars, getting tens of thousands of dollars every year. We're renewing these contracts without even thinking, right? If it wasn't for Leander and Sean going in, looking and bringing them up, they would have taken, it was three meetings ago, I believe, uh, Hedy and I were there together and they said, we're going to put, we're going to bring up these items one through 40 and we're going to just vote on all 40 of them all together. I want a yay or a nay. And they go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait one gosh darn minute. Let's look at item number 16. I want to look at this. This is 16. And they go, okay, well, let's take a look at 16. And this is when it was brought to our attention as parents in the audience that they said, they are, and this was uh, Newzella was the one that both Hedy and I were at. And we go, what the heck? What? That they were paying these tens of thousands of dollars for Newzella. And it had this issue uh, of, of wanting to indoctrinate our children in this ideal, uh, ideology and re- that the black, the BLM corporation was in trying to instill on our children in schools to promote this CRT. Um, in the guise of an online training program without our knowledge, without us seeing, allowing teachers to pick and choose what it is they wanted to teach. And much of it was indoctrinating uh, uh, information uh, that we're going to indoctrinate our children with these types of ideals. Right? They were going to do it just in one fell, uh, one swells, uh, well, swoop. What? What is that word? What does that say? One vote <laughs> right they're gonna do it in one vote you can tell i went to a public school so one vote they were gonna take one through 40 or something like that some astronomical number of issues again probably adding up to hundreds of thousands of dollars if not maybe pretty close to a million dollars they wanted to prove the budget items for 40 items uh, seemingly uh, with just a yes or no vote for all of them at once without going in and saying, hey, well, what is this? Why do we even have this? Why do we use this? Do we need this? And begin to question this Edmondson, right? This this lady that uh, is, um, I think she's Australian. I'm not sure what it is that she is. Uh, let me look and see if I can find uh, about us, the supervisors. Where are the supervisors at? The district supervisors. Hold on. I'm going to find superintendent. Sorry, not supervisors. I'm getting the two uh, people that or two places I was at yesterday messed up. Um, superintendent, uh, that's his message. I don't want his message, his stupid message. The guy that never messaged me back other than tell me the attorneys told him that we have to, 
mask our kids. Ridiculous. Um, Edmondson, I think her name is. If anybody has it, you can put it up there really quick. I, I forget what her name is. Uh, yeah, sure. Thank you uh, for hearing me loud and clear. You know what I'm talking about. Why? Why Why have they been around? And why is Edmondson, again, I think that's her name. Why does she fight so hard? Um, and again, into the word salad. Have you ever noticed, those of you that are there, that when Leandra or Sean bring it up and ask about these things and say, why do we do this? You know, they have these uh, LGBTQ t- training that's in the, in the, in the you know, how do they, they put it in math. Right. Uh, if we have two LGBTQ uh, people, you know, here on the left and, and five uh, heterosexual people, you know, how many boys do we have? I, I, they, 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 they put it in some type of math equation there. They, they tell teachers how you can incorporate LGBTQ, how you can incorporate um, CRT into, you know, math, into spelling, into whatever. And so that it always gets seeps in there a little bit and gets a little bit closer into the kids' minds and a little bit more deeper into their minds and how, how it is you can do this and begin to indoctrinate the kids. This is the, what they want to do. They, they want to find a way to get this into each one of the studies that they have. And this is what these programs are doing. And then every time that Leander or Sean bring it up, uh, they, they go into this word, well, you know, we've always used them. Um, you know that we, they, you know, they, they really save the teacher a lot of time. If we stop using them, the teachers are going to have to learn something new. And that could take a very long time. Um, all these kinds of like, what? When did it ever? Like when a teacher comes and goes and becomes a, a new teacher for our school, she has to learn the new way of teaching, right? Have her learn the, the new way, the different way, not the new Zella way, not the, um, um, the uh, what is it called again? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> not the Nearpod way. You know, we got a new program, right? We have a new program that is much better and it doesn't have all this indoctrination and you're going to use, learn that one, right? Everybody has to learn something uh, all the time. I, I'm willing to take the salary that we pay for to have the teacher learn something new and get out of these programs that we don't like. Um, and so the last thing that I, or not, there's two things, sorry, there's two things. One thing was that I want to make sure and understand. I'm not, I'm not saying that all of our teachers are for teaching this stuff. There's a large number of teachers, I'm sure. And I've talked to many of them who'd hate it. They hate the CRT. They hate the sex education aspect. They hate, um, the, uh, the, 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 the part of getting involved in teaching that there's 30 different genders as opposed to two genders, that that is not what they signed up to be a, a teacher for. But but there are teachers that are. The best thing that happened last night, I think out of everything, uh, was that Lauren, the student school board member, who's uh, you know a senior at Yorba Linda High School, um, uh, at one point, I think it was Sean Youngblood asked her, well, what, how do you feel about these, um, uh, these online training programs? And what is it that, uh, that what's your experience of a teacher uh, taking this? He goes, yeah. I had a teacher who, um, who got very political and she taught a one side of the of the message and would not allow anybody to bring up the other uh, side of the of whatever the message was. And she became very political. And we had to do a paper on her side of it. And we weren't allowed to do something that was contradicted what it is that she said. And she goes, so I was very disturbed by that. Those aren't our exact words, but uh, Ishar, I think you were there, uh, whoever else was there. Uh, those are pretty close to what, uh, if, if not a right on to what she said, is that she felt very uncomfortable with a teacher who did use these programs or did use a teaching uh, opportunity to push her political agenda, which was contradictory um, to our uh, our views. So, um, so 
Leandro was very careful to say, I'm not telling you that I don't like teachers. I'm not against teachers. I'm telling you most of the teachers do a great job, but we do have teachers that it's possible that they would take it upon themselves to teach something that was based on their opinion or based on their political view and not based on what would be true education. And Leandra has made that very clear. She's uh, she's very good at making sure that that happens. All right. Now, the last thing, uh, the very last thing that caused uh, the biggest uproar was that they wanted this uh, gentleman to speak and um, his name is escaping me right now hold on his name is uh, Victor Rios. So Victor Rios was, uh, you know, they were pitching, I guess, and they had already started the process of having this gentleman um, speak at an assembly for one school for one school. As, as far as I was able to find out, I asked uh, somebody that would know uh, to remind me and, and confirm that this is for one school. And she said, yes, or he said, yes, or they said, yes. Um, and. Um, and. Yep. Oh, it was, the answer was yes. Yes. Um, and so I thought there was more to it. And so you got this guy named Victor Rios and. Sean Youngblood uh, did, a, did a good job, and I, I, I believe Leandra did also, and said, you know what? When we looked up this guy, he is a uh, supporter of the corporation Black Lives Matter. The idea, idea that police are bad, that police are racist, and police need to be defunded. How do we know that? Well, I'm going to show you how we know that, uh, because on his Instagram, um, there is... This, hold on, I got to switch screens here for one second. We have this image that's found on his Instagram. And that is, if you can't see it, on the girl on the left in that picture, on his Instagram, it says Black Lives Matter. She's raising a fist. And on the one to the right, the, the black girl with a white T-shirt on, says Abolish ICE, a law enforcement agency. And you go through his Instagram, you will find other stuff. Uh, in his Instagram, you will find that, uh, hold on. There we go. We have, uh, racism and the economy is, uh, uh, there that, um, he'll be speaking up about racism in the economy and, 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 and focus on criminal justice. Uh, we will find that he has, hold on. <laughs> I'm bouncing a couple things here. <laughs> Uh, another article, uh, Victor Rios, on denormalizing toxic masculinity. Apparent men are bad, also with uh, dear Victor Rios. So, and that's not all. If we are to go to now to uh, the website for the company that he works for, which is Scholar System, uh, Scholar System um, it says very clearly on their website, it says... Uh, It says, we are a network of professional equity and justice advocates, right? And we see the Black Lives Matter logo there on the right and uh, plainly on their website where uh, you can book the speaker and it has the about, this is their website, the scholar system, which I'll put in the, in the chat so you can look at it yourself and make sure that I'm not giving you anything that you don't believe. Uh, yes. And Char does confirm there was only El Camino that, uh, 
There we go. Oops. <laughs> El Camino where this guy was going to teach. All right. So um, what ends up happening here is that um, we have a discussion and this is, this will be the last one. I'm sorry. I know I'm going on for an hour and I apologize, but uh, we're uh, the discussion between Leandra and Sean and uh, the president at Admonson is that, why do we have this guy speaking? Well, there, how many, well, his story is very good. I guess he was in prison or something like that. And he became a doctor uh, and has this great story. Great on him. I'm so happy uh, that he became successful and was able to turn his life around. And he was able to, to make something of himself and get out of prison. If that's the case, I don't know his story, but I, I from what I gathered, that's basically what a story is that he has some, um, he went from nothing to something kind of story. And, um, but, uh, but again, when you have children whose uh, life in some aspects of social media, when the, when the, the, there's no doubt in his presentation, it will say something about his Instagram. It'll probably say something about his Facebook page or Twitter page or whatever page that this guy's on that he knows that he's going to get followers and they're going to go and they're going to begin to follow this guy that they've been told is somebody they should look up to. To, as a hero, as a motivational speaker, as somebody that they want to grow up to be similar like, and then they go and they find out that he supports a, an organization that despises law enforcement, that despises the nuclear family, that despises um, the idea that there's only boys and girls, right? That there needs to be all these cis, uh, cis and her, you know, hims and hers and theys and thems, whatever this thing may be, that when you when they go and they've been told by the school to look up to this guy and begin to follow him, think, oh, well, I guess that's also what I'm supposed to do. That's who I'm also supposed to be like. And there becomes the rub. And they very clearly, Sean and Leandro were bringing this up and saying, why? Out of all the motivational speakers that are out there this, that, that can speak to children, why not a military uh, representative who's, uh, you know, had, got his legs blown off and was able to, to become a, a, you know, a congressman or a senator or a, an author or a doctor of some sort? a physical therapist or some type of athlete, right? Um, or you have people that also, I didn't have a guy named Glenn. Uh, oh, I, we put his book up, I think. Uh, we have his book down here. We have a friend by the name of Glenn who was uh, a very bad guy, you know, and then he got sent to prison and was still a bad guy. He, got, he came out and, and, and became a preacher and is doing great things for the church and great things for the world as he found that he was in the wrong and decided to change his life around. Another great example of somebody that we would want our children to look at. We could tell him, hey, you know, you can come and give this message, you know, shy away. You could tell people you're a pastor, but, you know, the message is more on how not to get involved in the stuff you're getting involved in and how it is you got out and, and maybe tell that story. I don't know. But do we need this guy to come in and tell us that uh, to tell our kids that, you know, you shouldn't get married and have a family because it's horrible uh, that uh, <laughs> right? that uh, that the police are bad and they're systemically racist. And if you see when you should shoot them or kill them because they're horrible people. No. Why should we have that? And a very, I mean, a very clear message. I, I think that all the parents there understood why uh, that we should be questioning. This guy, the, the coup de gras occurred when Leandra said, now, how much are we paying this guy? And they said for this one assembly at El Camino High School was $60,000, $60,000 to this man to speak to our children, which even if he wasn't 
on Instagram with all these things, even if he wasn't a supporter, it was enough to cause us to go, wait a minute. You're what, for how long is an assembly? Maybe two assemblies, two hours. That's $30,000 an hour. What? You're taking our money. You're paying that much money out. And on top of it, he's a guy that supports a, uh, an organization that, that, that thinks that police should be uh, uh, eradicated. Um, and that's when the audience lost it and began to say, what the hell? So already they were on fire. And so they went to go for a vote and you'll never guess what happened. You had, um, uh, um, oh shoot, Karen, uh, you know, I'm horrible with names. If you've not learned this by now, <laughs> I'm horrible. I'm a little Karen Freeman. Sorry. You got Karen Freeman. And Carrie Buck vote. Yes. Yes. We love this man. Yes. We want to pay him $60,000 and $30,000 an hour to come teach children at one school about his life and that he, you like him should support a organization like uh, the one that I've been talking about. Um, and then we had who said no. Leandra Blades and Sean Youngblood taking care of our children, understanding what it is that the parents in their location and their areas want from them. And that is to vote something like this down. They followed the um, the, uh, you know, the the principles that the parents in their areas that they've been elected to the parents in their areas do not want their children being taught this stuff. Do not want us to pay $60,000 for a man to come in and speak about these things. And then kids could go to their Instagram and find that he supports all these organizations. They know, and they did right. And they said, uh, uh, no. Um, and then you had Marilyn, uh, Marilyn, 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 um, at the time that the vote was taken, uh, apparently um, didn't vote. And so the president, who assumed it was going to go through, said, oh, we have three yeses and we have two no's. And everybody goes, wait, what? What? The audience started like, you know, you hear the grumble start to rise and they're going, no, wait, no, there, there's no way you're passing this. There's no way. And of course, Marilyn says, yeah, I can't decide. I didn't vote. I, I don't know what to do. And she began to like, you know, well, you know, I, I can see the value in this guy and I have kids that are vulnerable, vulnerable. If they're vulnerable, you surely don't want this guy teaching those kids. If the kids are vulnerable, if they're on the edge of being in prison or not being in prison, you don't want this guy. Sure. He made it out of prison. But then when they go to his Instagram, they th see that, they, 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 that he thinks the cops are bad, that they should be uh, eradicated. And you got Marilyn saying, well, I'm really not sure what I want to do. And of course, at that point, everybody said, what? Of course you vote no. Of course you vote no. We helped you get voted. We're telling you vote no. And then at that point, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm getting so animated, but it was uh, uh, very interesting how it all happened. And then Karen began to beat her gavel and she goes, order, order, order. <laughs> and um, she, uh, she, uh, she stopped um, the meeting and began to yell at us like children and saying, um, you guys need to leave the room and began to order us out of the room. And we said, we're not leaving. We want to know what she's going to vote. And uh, she goes, no, I'm ending. I'm not, we're not voting on this until you guys leave the room. And, um, and so a, a, a few of us said, we're not leaving. Some of the parents began to walk out and I'm speeding things up. It took a little time for all this to happen. Um, and people were going, you know, you're wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. We need to hear what she's going to vote. And you can't kick us out of this building because this is our building. We pay for it. This is our building. And we put you in these positions and you need to vote in front of us. We need to hear what you're going to vote. And she said, no, you need to get out. And she called the cops uh, from outside. And the cops came in, two uh, law enforcement officers came in. Uh, a young man and woman came in. 
and uh and they're standing there like what you want us to do what <laughs> and um uh, most everybody left and, and it was really hard again I, I said this earlier it was hard to tell how many people were part of the school district so there were still probably about 10 or 15 of them in the room um and then there were at least three of us there may have been more but i, I noticed there was a, a one man that said i ain't leaving and he sat down and a woman she never got up uh an hispanic woman beautiful woman she was sitting there and she says uh and she just said i she just sat there she said, i ain't leaving i want to hear what this uh, Maryland is going to vote because we don't want this in our schools. And I, I want to know whether she votes yes or no. So I can decide what to do with my vote uh, for the next school board member in 2022. And, uh, and then I didn't leave. So the three of us stood there. And again, there might've been others. I don't want to discount that other people didn't stay, but I, I just noticed the, uh, the older gentleman and then the woman and then myself, and we weren't leaving. And so the, we had a little bit of a standoff for a little while. The, um, um, uh, police eventually went back and began to talk to Il Sasser, who was the supervisor, um, uh, or the superintendent. I forget what they call those people. Uh, and the, the, and Karen, the president, and they mumbled and mumbled for a little bit. And she decided to end the meeting and they said, the meeting's over. We're not going to do this. And, and so. Then we thought, well, if they're leaving because they began to, to walk out, um, we also then began to walk out because the meeting was over. And so no vote was uh, ever completed. We have the it's two to two and Maryland uh, never did vote. Uh, I guess they're going to do some type of secret uh, vote uh, and we'll find out later what it is that she voted. Um, uh, the, the, I think the funniest thing that happened after uh, all that happened is that uh, a number of us were gathered outside the doors of the school board. Uh, building. Uh, they're just in front of the doors, about, you know, 15, maybe 10 of us, something like that. And um, here comes um, Carrie Buck uh, comes out with the officers escorting her, one in front of her and one in back. And as if she was going to get attacked. <laughs> thought that was the funniest thing and she walks right past me and i said really you think you need bodyguards <laughs> think about it, a school board meeting what do you think this is an insurrection this is a january 6th insurrection <laughs> oh, if i only had a buffalo hat or a helmet or something maybe i could have worn that oh my gosh it was um one of the most interesting things <laughs> that i've ever, ever experienced yeah she walks out with the cops escorting her um, so, um, I really got to tell you that, uh, we need, um, not, we need the people that showed up plus, uh, more parents to show up to continue to put pressure on these people to do the right things, because that's really the only thing they understand. Uh, you could see how flustered Maryland got. If we weren't there, uh, this is just a sign that if we weren't there and this is what they've enjoyed for the last couple decades, right? Sorry about that. Uh, the last several uh, decades, that we were there, that we were not there as parents. I mean, how many of that room must have been empty other than the school union and the school board members that just went through and said, yeah, let's teach kids how to, you know, all this crap, whatever it is. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but let's just teach, let's teach this. Well, you know, they don't need to teach arithmetic. Who cares that uh, the United States is what, 25 out of all the industrialized countries in the world is 25 in education. Right. That they don't know math. They don't know how to read. We got kids that are graduating um, that are in the like the 10 percentile of reading and the, the five percentile. Again, these aren't exact numbers, but I'm, I'm hearing that they're very low numbers 
um, in California, um, that the kids are, you know, have a very low education rate, uh, that in the world that we have a very low uh, education, um, uh, you know, standard uh, when it comes to graduating our children. And, and the problem is, this is, again, this is part of their plan. If you, if you think this is not a conspiracy theory, I'm not a kook, um, uh, you know, not on this, I'm not. Um, but it, it, there is no doubt, as I've gotten more involved in all these things that I'm getting involved in, that it is very clear that the, 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 what they're doing to our educational system, what they, um, uh, you know, because they do not want school choice because they don't want the kids in these uh, rural, uh, I'm sorry, inter, uh, inner city um, uh, schools in Los Angeles, in Chicago, in Baltimore. They, they have no desire to get these kids educated. There's never been a desire to get these kids educated. They're, they're the most vulnerable to being taught nothing in schools, right? They, they rather enjoy, they're the ones who are going to need the government. They're the ones who they're going to need their 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 social programs and their um, um, uh, the welfare uh, states are, are created through lack of education that the Democrats know that they know that not having a dad in a family is the worst thing you could do for boys in particular in a family that they are the ones that are most likely to end up in prison they're the ones that are most end up on poverty they're the ones that are most most likely to end up as homeless they know this it's not this is not they're not that stupid right i i call them morons but they're not stupid they know exactly what it is they're doing and and then in turn because we need educated people where do they go they can't go to our schools they can't go to in in house they got to go out of country I mean, they're graduating in, out of universities, indoctrinated kids that are uneducated. They have to go to India and China uh, and um, uh, Korea uh, to get uh, educated people to come in and do the work that our children cannot do because they're not educated. Do they? You you think they don't know this? Of course they know this. So um, we are in a in a very unique position right now that we can see what's going on. That over the years that we have not been in those school board meetings, we have not been aware of what's going on. We have not paid attention to what's on these these. Um, uh, online training programs that they're using to indoctrinate our children. And I know I keep using that word over and over, but that's exactly what's happening. Um, and so we need to stand strong when they try to kick us out of the room. We need to stand strong. And even at some point, I was ready to get uh, at least get arrested. Now, listen, uh, being a cop for 21 years, uh, I even not because I was a cop, just because I know what happens, they're not going to put the handcuffs on unless we fight back. Now, we're not going to fight back, of course. I, I mean, I'm not. I don't know about that old, the old dude or the woman that was sitting there. We weren't going to punch a cop in the face, um, but what they simply do is take a report, say that you were placed under arrest, a private person's arrest, and they take a report. It may or may not go to court. They may or may not desire to press uh, press charges, what have you. So you can stand there. Don't 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 take the tough talk uh, as uh, tough talk uh, because that's all it is. They're just hoping that you're going to fall for their their shenanigans and leave. Um, I had a couple of parents that were a little concerned, so they left and they were going, now what could they do? And uh, they could do something, right? They could say, I want to place them under private person's arrest for trespassing. And the cop would have to accept their arrest. They would go outside. They would take our name and, and address and driver's license number, social security number, our phone number. They put in a report and say on this night, um, uh, the tyrant um, uh, uh, school board president uh, took it upon herself to close a meeting and decide that these people were trespassing and she 
lawfully placed uh, Andy the legend under arrest. And um, and this is what happened. And then they would turn that into the city attorney. The city attorney would decide whether to uh, go further with it. And they would contact uh, what's her name and say if she wanted to follow through with charges. That's that's all this stuff would happen. The likelihood of it happening all the way to court is unlikely. But at some point, they might want to take a point, make a point and say, yes, we're pressing charges. Then you go to court, you talk to the judge, and then you let the judge sort it out and you pay a couple hundred bucks. Right. That That's, you know, you're not going to go to prison. For, for, not, for not leaving a school board meeting. And so, again, you know, the, if the entire room would have stayed in, which would have been much better, and I'm encouraged, and I'm, again, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm just going to say, I'm telling you, the, these, are, these are the things that will happen. And it's, it's, it's not going to, it's, um, you know, most people I look back, I, I recognize people that are business owners and that kind of stuff. Uh, and so, you know, you, you do it, do it, you see, see is correct. Uh, but I'm telling you that, um, you're not going to do any, you know, you're not going to be breaking rocks um, in, in Alcatraz uh, with a trespassing from uh, the tyrant uh, Karen <clears throat> um, uh, Freeman. Uh, you're just not. All right. So that, that's uh, my wrap up again. I know I, I, I promised that I was going to keep this short and I just couldn't do it. So, yes, drama queen. There's definitely <laughs> she definitely was a drama queen. Uh, sounds like someone is pressuring Marilyn. Uh, yes, I, good job, Amy, Amy again, Amy from Texas, Amy from Texas, uh, fellow dog trainer, uh, Amy, you have good instincts. There's definitely, they've been working on her. They definitely been working on her and then giving her a little bit of pressure. Um, I'm not sure what's happening when you look at, if you'll look, if you're on my personal page, if, if some of you that are watching on my personal page, uh, it kind of, it would be, oh, maybe I can bring it up. Hold on. I'm going to bring up one more thing again. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, but I just want to show you one more thing. If you don't think what it is that we were talking about as parents now, they're, we're not in Los Angeles. We're not in Portland. We are not in, uh, Chicago. Uh, we are not in San Francisco. We are in, we are in, for the most part, in Yorba Linda, California. Uh, um, see, this isn't going to show up very well. Sorry. I'm going to try to show you anyway. Uh, it may still have the same impact. Let me just show you this graphic here. <clears throat> so I just put this on my personal page. And again, you may not be able to see it very well. But down at the bottom, you see on the right where it's all red. Oh, no, you can see that a little bit better now. See all this red on the right? That's obviously conservative Republican area. You see Villa Park, which is a small city here in Orange County. It's, it's just down the down the street. And there's 4,000 people that uh, this is voted, uh, registered, registered to vote. And who voted yes? So this is for yesterday's gubernatorial recall, right? And so they had a turnout. It has uh, the first uh, um, is the city, right? And then the um, registered voters, the turnout and yes and no. Yes for the recall and no for no recall. All right. So if we go down and we look at the registered voters, 4,600 voters in Villa Park and 60% voted for um, the, yeah, 64% voted yes, which is right here. 64.3% voted yes. And obviously that's conservatives, right? The next one is your Belinda. That's where I live. And uh, you have these uh, nitwits in your, the, the most of uh, the two, I think Buck, I think are both in your Belinda area, right? And they're voting liberal. Do you think the parents in this state or this city, sorry, the city of your Belinda where 47,977 people are registered, where 
61% was 61.4% voted yes to recall Gavin Newsom. Do you think that they're on the right side of what their parents uh, in this particular area want? No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, let's see if Placentia's on here. I don't think LMNOP, I don't see a Placentia. Now, Placentia is 49%. So there's 50-50. So uh, Marilyn, I think, who is in a Placentia area, she, you know, a little bit, she has a little bit of a wobbler. But again, that's not why we why we helped her get elected. We got her to get, get elected because she said she was a conservative. Uh, so she's conservative in this 50. So she's on the 50% of the people that wanted uh, uh, Gavin Newsom to be voted out. Um, and then... So just Yorba Linda Placentia. So this is uh, Yorba Linda Placentia School District. So for the most part, uh, we are in a Democratic or a, a Republican area where most of the parents here voted for Gavin Newsom. They voted out. And then you have these uh, these dipwits who are in the Yorba Linda area voting against what the constituency is essentially here in Yorba Linda, which is a Republican city uh, for the most part. All right. So. Um, uh, Char says, uh, she's, um, oops, sorry. Uh, she's sending my, uh, I'm sending my husband to the meeting the next time he would take, he wouldn't take any crap, but he and I can sit together, uh, when she decides to kick us out again, uh, Char, that would be great. That would be awesome. Uh, Justin says, well, this is my first time viewing. Thank you for attending the meetings, uh, the live streams, providing this, uh, analysis and advocating for the community. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate that. I, I wonder uh, how these things are coming over because uh, it, it's hard uh, to know for sure. But thank you, Justin. I really do appreciate that. And oh, yes, you're Belinda held strong. Yeah. Uh, and so, again, we held strong uh, and we were one of the few cities that, that held up to the uh, pressures of, uh, you know, uh, you know, that what they were putting on Larry Elder. My gosh, you know, geez. Um, uh, pastor Jack Kibbs, our pastor, our great pastor of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, was um, introduced by Larry in Costa Mesa last night as one of the people that 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 caused him uh, to um, decide to run. Uh, and so um, I'm very lucky to be surrounded by uh, people that have common sense, that are clear thinkers and aren't for all this indoctrinate, indoctrination. We want our kids to learn how to read, write and do um, arithmetic. That's what I want my kids. And the history, the real history of the United States um, uh, that's, that um, started in 1776. <laughs> all right. All right. So that is it. Justin, thank you for joining. Thank you for your kind words. And Shar, thank you. Amy, thank you. And all the rest. I see there's a large number of people watching. Uh, feel free to comment. Could you just tell me? Um, I know some of you are watching. Maybe you don't want me to know that you're watching, but feel free to, 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 to uh, contradict anything I'm saying. I, I welcome that. I, I love it when people um, have an opposite uh, response to what it is I'm talking about. Feel free uh, to write that out. And uh, but please comment if you're watching the replay, please comment. Also, it helps uh, for other people to see uh, these videos and the breakdown of what happened yesterday uh, and at least my view of what happened yesterday. Share. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, thank you for watching and being here and supporting me. Uh, and again, share this out if you could. If you're on YouTube, uh, go to and if you're not on YouTube, you can find it by going to the Andy The Andy Go there. Subscribe. Hit the bell so you get notified. Uh, and same thing on Facebook. Make sure you subscribe um, and and watch again uh, and again thank you um, 
uh, Justin for saying thanks. And uh, again, Shar. All right, my friends, thank you very much for watching. I appreciate it. And uh, I can't wait for, I can't, <laughs> I can't wait. I wonder if they're gonna have a restraining order against me. Uh, the, you know, the, just one last thing. What was funny is that when I went up to go speak, uh, I know that they they know who I am now because I've been doing this for a while now, is that when I got up and you, I heard the people grumble, oh, there's that guy. Oh, that guy's gonna speak. Oh, I hear <laughs> <laughs> just that just made my day i was so happy when i heard the grumbling all right my friends thank you for watching i appreciate it have a great night we'll see you at the next one take care bye